Dukes. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Neil? 12 hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hope Pill. Alpha Delta, yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There but for the grace of God, kill me. It's a chat to show. 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 on twitter there's an experiment that i'd like to invite you to um it's called delete your twitter no i'm uh, kidding of course it's a chat to show it's a chat to show it's a chat to show it's something that you can take part in it's a chat to show it's a chat to show it's a chat to show you know how there's advertisements uh tour on twitter now yeah i'm aware so um, I've been shopping for. I've been trying to buy a uh, a truck for my wife uh, that you just can't find. You can't find anything anywhere now. Like the supply shortages or whatever, microchip shortages, sure, wood shortages. It's just nothing is being manufactured. Well, some people stepping on breezy. How dare you? Some people will buy a bunch of wood during a wood shortage and then start yelling at you in a bar about how good of an investment hoop, it was. Hoop. Is it, uh, does his name rhyme with ink? ink? No, his, his rhyme, uh, name rhymes with Facey Fuchs. Oh, really? Yeah, my brother can be an asshole. <laughs> um, it's not a big deal. All Dukes is, should be wired in with the asshole gene. Welcome to the show. It is the, the Chad Duke Show. It's a Friday. This is the Friday episode, the free one. This is the one we try to use to bait you to get the hook in there. Use a knife and maybe the chemicals. Um, You've never ever once asked me what that movie is from. I've done that bit now 700 times since we've started the show Young Gigantor. Have you ever been curious what it's from? Um, I'm not going to say Jaws because I think that's that, that's a little... It's always a good guess with me, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's um, smart. That's playing the odds. Okay. I'll take another guess. Can I... Hmm. Okay. Get your hooks into them. <laughs> Uh, the, I'll give you a hint. The, the actor, one of my favorite actors, his name is Pete Postlewaite. Oh, Unfortunately, he has passed away. Uh, but if you saw him, you would know him. He's in a little film called The Usual Suspects, which I think that you're a fan of. Uh, yep, I, I did. I did enjoy that film. Do you remember the gentleman that comes to pick up Kaiser Sose at the very end, or Verbal Kent, as it is? Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, he is the one that delivers that line. Okay. Um. Let me give you another hint. I, can I go Jaws 2? Okay. Uh, that's a really good guess uh, because if it's not Jaws, it's possible that it could be Jaws 2. I thought you might have been throwing, slipping the slipping away from the regular. Slipping the jab. The OG Jaws. Sure. Maybe, uh, you you know. know me. I like to go around talking about and quoting Jaws 2 on a regular basis. That's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, no. This movie was, uh, I think, written and directed by Ben Affleck, if you can believe it. Oh, boy. Stars oh. A, uh, a white rapper. Along with uh, Jeremy Renner. Rapper Jeremy Renner. All right. Okay. Yes. Not... yes. Charleston. Oh, hold on. Uh, the town. Yeah, it's the town. Okay. Ba- fucking bang. All right. Well, <laughs> it took enough. It, it, mean, took, I, it took enough that's hints. a lot of hints. 
That's a fucking bang when I tell you. You know Jeremy what? Renner. That was enough of a bang because I had to go through my by Jerry Redder catalog. Who's the white rapper in the town? He's I, uh. Well, you can have to, you, you can look it up. Um, the uh the bit where the um, do you remember the florist? The guy uh, that's kind of like the mob boss. Yeah, I do remember that's, the florist. That's who delivers that line where Ben Affleck comes in, and he talks to him about how he fucking he uh. He he was taken advantage of uh, his mother um, after I guess she OD'd or whatever, and uh, nobody was willing to tell him that. So it's a it's a very very uh, it's a very brutal scene, and it's right before they go to rob Fenway Park, uh, which is just a fucking yeah, the floors got popped. It's a gangbuster. Oh yeah, he comes back in. And he goes. Yeah. It, it went off. What did, what did he say right before he pops the dude in the fucking head? I forget what he says, but uh, it gives Ben Affleck a chance to use his Boston accent, which is. <laughs> His most favorite thing to do. He is ripped in that fucking. He is ripped, but I mean, That's I think we flick. talked about it after I first watched it. How many? How many Jersey uh, Boston sports teams? It's embarrassing. It's like first of all, you're in Boston. Um, you're using a Boston accent. Everybody's from Boston. You're using yeah. a Boston rapper as your guy. You're the wheelman. Uh, you're using everything's. I mean, you're robbing Fenway Park. It could not be more Boston, right? And in every scene, he's wearing a Bruins jacket or a Celtics jacket or a fucking something about the Red Sox, a every, Patriots hat. I'm like, dude. There's this one part where they go into a diner to like talk about the robbery, and they're like, "Hey, man, what's going?" He goes, "Socks got rocked." <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude. I fucking get it. <laughs> yeah. He loves Boston. Nobody loves anything as much as uh, Ben Affleck loves Boston. But anyway, that's what that's from. And uh, maybe uh, re- you sh- that's a movie you should revisit. That's one that warrants multiple viewings, is what I would say. I was thrilled the first time I fully I watched great it the flick. first time. Really great flick. I-, I would say, as far as my heist movies go, my Craig heist movies, um, I-, I would say that uh, Heat is a-, is a superior film. And as far as my Boston movies go, I would say The Departed is a superior film. Yeah. But The Town is basically The Departed and Heat kind of like rolled into one. Yeah. Um, I don't care much for the the love story in the middle of it, but um, it's great. There's some really great bank robbery scenes, and uh, Jeremy Renner is just a fucking miserable hard I just, ass. As there's things I can't let you walk away from. Come on, <laughs> it's not my fucking kid. It's too real because everybody knows like a Jeremy Re- that guy. Oh yeah, everyone knows yeah. that guy. Yeah, that's a great. That, the scene where they're fighting, and he goes, "I put him in the fucking ground." <laughs> Uh yeah, check that out. What were we talking about? Oh, Twitter. Um, here is a game we can all play. Go to your Twitter account. And I don't know if the do car ads come up on Twitter a lot for you, Tor? I think it, it's mostly fast food ads. Okay, so they know the algorithm is correct. Yeah. Um, but I, I've been shopping for. I'm looking for. And if, if anyone can help me in the listening audience, I'm looking for a truck. It's called a Ford Maverick. Is what it is called. It is not for me. It is for my blushing bride, of course, the luckiest woman. On Earth, and basically, it's um, it's a step down from a midsize. It's a small truck with a quad cab that I think has about a five foot bed. And um, she, of course, runs Commonwealth Dry Goods. She runs our little store here in Fairfax, and so she could use a little pickup truck uh, with some space in the back because we got a dog and everything. But she doesn't need the whole full. Like a Ranger is right. even too much truck for her. Um, so I've been looking for one of these fucking things, but I guess they're they're incredibly popular. Like they just. The second they show up on a lot, somebody buys it, no matter what shitty color it is. I've I've also noticed this: um, new cars they only make white new cars and silver new cars, and I want neither of those options. It's it's absolutely wretched. You, you they, have- they've gone to different palettes. I think it was Toyota when they first rolled out like yeah. the um that that khaki color and the different variant of gray. That's and, what damn man's driving around in yeah, with yeah, that yeah, fucking khaki. Color. When they unveiled that palette, everyone was 
steamed up because it was it wasn't just that like that grandma gold car and sure. it wasn't your standard silver. So now everyone's doing that. The I hate white cars. Stuff. It's just yeah. they get dirty so quickly and um they, they show damage. I don't I don't like them. So I'm I'm looking for anyway. I'm looking. For, I've been shot. I've been going to car dealer websites. I've been emailing car dealers. So of course the algorithm, Big Brothers, picked up on it. So now 100 percent of my Twitter ads are for new cars and trucks. Here's what I have noticed. Uh, Jeep has the new Grand Wagoneer. Um, I don't know if you've seen that. It uh, it looks real nice. It's a nice looking truck, but it's um it's a hundred thousand dollars for that motherfucker. Um, there's also a new Silverado, Chevy Silverado, because I'm also been searching. At some point, I'm going to get back into the pickup truck game, and so I don't know if I want a Ram or an F-150. But they have a new Silverado ZR2, which um looks fucking ridiculous and so um this shit's popping up on my feed if you see a car ad on your twitter feed and you would like to feel good about yourself click on the tweet and read the responses and read how fucking angry everybody is and miserable everybody is all they do, why the fuck is this so expensive the clearance on this thing stinks why is it this a v8 why is it straight like, they are horrifically awful people, and yeah. they're just and it's a it's an ad for a truck that you if you don't want it you don't even have to drive by a dealer for this fucking place if you don't want it. Look, I'm not in the habit of defending the car industry. Seems pretty crooked to me. Sure, but um, I, I, I whenever I, I see a car that I, I'm not interested in, I, you know what I do? I'm fucking. It's this crazy thing. I scroll past it. Yeah, and Twitter is horrible as it is. They do this bit where you can even say, hide this tweet. I don't want to see an ad like this again. Right. Motherfuckers just love to be, not just be angry, but just throw vitriol at these companies. And I got to think, Tor, it has very little to do with their actual critiques of the automobile and more to do with how unhappy they are in their lives. I think it has to be they're standing in their life because they want to drive that car because it actually looks nice and it's new and it's it's cool. The and Silverado it's got, looks dope. It's got a huge fucking computer in it and yeah. you're driving around in a car that is strictly analog. Which, and, I, get, which I get. Although yeah. you're talking about yourself right now. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> interjecting a lot, of your, <laughs> a lot of your own critiques in here. But, I mean, you drive a car that you like, I think. Find something that you like. Sure. I, my whole thing is... You're probably going to drive eight to ten cars in your life sure. for period, you know, ten you years, five to ten years. Do you uh, envy me that I've probably driven eight to ten cars in the last three years? <laughs> well, if you've liked them all, then I'm happy for you. <laughs> I haven't liked them all. Uh, Jeep has never made anything that I have liked. I, I if, you, if there is one car company where I look at the people, Monk is like this. Yeah, Monk paid about $100,000 for his Jeep. Uh, and I sat it, I think I sat in it once and I'm like, I, it feels like I'm being drugged down the highway. Like I can't, there's no protection at all from the elements in this fucking thing. Well, I, I couldn't even, he had to pop the sunroof for me and I was sticking. Oh, that's so your head top. was yeah. sticking up out of the top. So you could actually provide the, the, the directional. <laughs> I think Monk's a different circumstance because he bought seven of my cars in a golf cart. Recently. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah so, you spent as much of on a golf cart as you did on seven auto, of your automobile that you own right now. Yes. I get that. I love Money Monk, but like um, he has different priorities than I do. By the way, he keeps sending me pictures of like fish, and I'm like, and I'm like Monk. What? I, yeah, I'm on a chat with Monk where it's me, Ant-Man, and Monk, and he's just sending me all these fishing charters and all this fishing stuff, and I'm like, are you meaning to send this to Tor? Send them to me. <laughs> Why are you sending Dukes to fix me? I think he's hiring pictures. a charter for you guys uh, when we go down to the beach next week. It sounds like he's found one that they're catching fucking tuna hand over. They're pulling those big. This fucking- is it. this is information. He sent an original text. I got the. I took 
you know, I requested the time. I got no follow-up text from that. Dude, they're, they're pulling those dinosaur tuna out of the fucking Oh, God, water. yeah. What's that fish? Is it a mahi-mahi with the big flat head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pulling those out. Um, I mean, it looks pretty impressive. Juiced up. But I'm like, hey, just make sure you guys are quiet when you get up in the morning because I'm going to be sleeping for another <laughs> six hours after you fucking ham and eggers go out fishing at the crack at dawn. Losers. Um, <laughs> It'll be a fun time. It will be. It'll be good for the show, too, for you guys to do that. Go out there and play grab ass with each other. Pump each other off. As, long as, those, as long as those two are good, not getting seasick. Well, I, they're not going to get seasick if you're pumping them off the whole time. I'm not, which is what I assume. No, I assume you guys are going to just be pumping each other there's off. There's no pumping. All right? I did. Going out on a charter with some or on a boat with somebody right, that right. didn't take their Dramamine that needs to take it. Oh, then you got to take them back you in. Take them back. The, you know, <laughs> fuck that. Kick them right overboard. Go puke in the ocean. Right. Bitch. Get, provide for some of the chum. Cut the leg. Chum and cum. <laughs> Chief, I'm pissing in the bottom of the board. Uh, another recommendation. Go find uh, Ronnie B is Quint on YouTube. And laugh until you die. You know me, Chief. I'm the crazy fucker wearing an army jacket in August. Dude, the funniest six minutes of radio. Like I, you got to be a Jaws fan, I think. But Ronnie doing Quint is—it's the funniest. I think my brother put me onto it. To be honest with you, I'll oh, look right into that, dude. The second we're done with this mediocre horse shit that we're doing, <laughs> go find some actual funny radio. Oh, I finally listened to one that I've been meaning to. Which one? Uh, where <laughs> Ron. Uh, Put, uh, the great Ron Bennington, a, he, by the way. He backs himself into a corner and, and goes off to die. All right, and he pulls <laughs> and the, the newspapers over him. I'm like, when's this, ha- <laughs> this going to happen? And he walks off, and he's like, he leave goes, me here. He goes, are we still on the air? <laughs> I didn't hear anyone talking. Sentence is based around a premise. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. That's at the height of Fez being That's a the, fucking psychopath. Oh, that was so fucking funny. It's a real good one. Yeah, Ronnie B goes into the corner, I believe, is the name of that. And the good thing is, is I guess Ronnie doesn't give a fuck about copyright laws. So when they knock down all those Stern segments on YouTube, like the Ron and Fez stuff never goes anywhere. Thank God. If you're looking for some old school talk radio, that's uh, that's fun for everybody. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show. It is the Chad Duke Show. We appreciate you guys uh, being here today. We got a good Friday show for you. It was, uh, hold on. <coughs> I got fucking pollen, man. It's a whoop my ass. Um, probably uh, the most unique week. What I like about the show tour, the Chad Duke Show, which of course is available at chaddukeshow.com. You can subscribe right now. Um, what I like about it is... Every time we put in a good week, um, we come back and do something, and I'm like, wow, maybe that was the best week we've ever done. Right. Um, We've had several of those. And we've had many, many listeners, many men, wish death upon me, blood in my eyes, dog that I can't see. Something about it, man. It just just touched my soul, that song. You doing a spider clamp, man? A little bit. A little obscure. (laughs) You're clamping the audience (laughs) right now. Sorry. Um, A lot of our listeners... uh, thought this was the best week of shows we've ever done so if you were thinking about getting a subscription i always say this but this is a good week to do it it was a unique week uh it was infused with a lot of emotion but i think there was a lot of funny shit as well one of the better bmis we did our food review segments uh happened on thursday um monday's episode was one that we called i believe the tailgate for friendship yep very difficult to explain. Uh, if you are a subscriber, if you are initiated in the League of Shadows, you already know. But if you're not, I'll just try to give you a brief thumbnail. Uh, as we had a buddy of ours um, last week, just pull the plug on all communications. It's a guy that we all really like. His name's Joe. And he was uh, not just a character on the show, but he was a friend. friend to all of ours, and we, we, we enjoyed him very much. 
He got pissed. We're not exactly sure with what. It was either Monday's show. I think it was Monday's show. It has to be Monday's show. Most likely. We were still in contact with him as of Sunday evening. Something happened on last Monday's episode, a week from this past Monday, that he got so ripshit about that he won't even tell us what he's mad about. He just cut off all communication. So what we decided to do was go on the offensive. Like you can either be proactive or you can be reactive to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to try. I'm kind of a, you know, I try to be a proactive guy. Sometimes eventually I'm going to have a stroke and that'll be reactive to the lifestyle that I've had. I should have been proactive and exercised and drank less and all that shit. Um, but in this, I wanted to be proactive. And so what we did was, Tor came in here uh, to the studio, the Fortress of Solid Dudes, presented by Monk's Barbecue, uh, very early, packed up all of our shit, and uh, him and Ant-Man drove over to Joe's apartment complex and set up our broadcast. And uh, we had our buddy Brian from Natural Red Catering come out and uh, grill hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Uh, John Page came out, a listener. Uh, Dick Smoking came out. And we, uh, we had a tailgate for friendship. In that, we were tailgating in front of this guy Joe's apartment, and while we were eating hot dogs and bullshitting, we were offering up uh, tidings, like the three wise men, when they made the travel, the, the, when they traveled to uh, go give the baby Jesus the frankincense in the myrrh away in the manger in a crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus lays down his sweet head. Um, Nazareth, I believe that took place. Yeah. That's what we were doing. We were leaving some of Joe's favorite things that we knew about on the front door of his apartment, and then hoping that he would come out and talk to us. That was Monday. Yep. I thought it was a funny idea. Um, I remember when the show was done thinking, that went pretty good. Like, I'm, I'm actually, technically it went all right. Um, I, I thought it was funny. It seemed to keep moving. And I, you heard Tor and I just now, all we do is listen to old talk radio. Like, I've listened to a lot of talk radio with a lot of the greats, and uh, I don't ever remember hearing anything like that. It was very unique. Yeah, so um, we put the we put the show up, and uh, the feedback was instantly very very positive. Uh, we Tor and I will put up a lot of shows where it's throwing a snowball into hell. You know, you know how depressed I am that I we haven't gotten any run from the the football sound effects stuff from yesterday. Dude, that's the funniest thing I think that's ever happened. I know it's I, the funniest thing I've ever been a part of. I I was laughing my teeth out all day yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that was a good it's a good episode. <laughs> We, yeah, and then, yeah, no, they did not resonate with the audience. Well, the good thing is the audience will let you know. Right. Um, they'll let you know whether or not it's as funny as you think it is, and clearly that was not. Um, but to go back with setting up, we're going to play a piece of this episode for you today on the Friday show, but I just wanted to give some context as to what was going on. Um, and then that is, that's Monday's episode of this week, so if you do subscribe, you can go listen to it. And I'd say... I don't know how many people still listen. I, I honestly don't check how many people listen to the show as long as I can keep the power on at my house. That's all I really care about. Right. But dozens and dozens and dozens of people have reached out to me personally into the show saying, that's the best show you guys have ever done. And it's also, I've never heard anything like it. Um, and that's something that I take a lot of pride in. Yeah, we're going to give you a piece of it. No, you, if, you, if you want the full Monty... Just hit the subscribe button. You get the full tailgate for friendship. I'm still hoping that uh, Tor will provide us with the full Monty, which we can post on our uh, our OnlyFans that we're going to start up here real soon. <laughs> um, so we're going to have some of that. I had uh, a little impromptu, if you don't mind, Tor. Social media grievances. Oh, okay. I had a little impromptu segment for us here. Social media grievances. For those of you that don't know, um, 
I uh, check our the social media for the show. I think that's an extension of the job uh, to uh, stay in contact with the audience. And I uh, spent a lot of time on social media with the people that listen to the show. And um, I had a couple of grievances. Not, not, not Nothing like it was last time. Social yeah. media grievances. But I'm hoping toward this can help the rest of humanity. Because sure. I, I don't think these are isolated just to me. Um, so... I don't know how lazy other people are. Um, you're, I, I would say you are selectively lazy. Um, I think you have the potential to be the laziest person I know. Be very fair. But when it's time to turn it on, like you turn it on. Like whether it's a live event, I if I call you drunkenly on Sunday evening and say, oh, by the way, we're doing a live broadcast on Monday. You need to be there at nine. Like you've never once said, oh, I can't do that. Fuck you. You know, so like. Well, I think you're a, pretty much a slug whenever you're laying around in your home, um, and sometimes about uh, hygiene. Um, you know, I don't think you're the, the essence of you is a lazy guy. I you, appreciate that. You were telling a story yesterday about how, in your own time, you drove over to your parents' house and you washed your own car. Um, when is the last time you think Ant Man washed his own car? I think it's getting washed right now. It is, but by the Lord. Yes. Um, the Lord, our Father, is is blessing us with some rain right now, and uh, that's that's. I don't think Ape Man has washed his own car maybe no. in his whole fucking life. Um, and, and I'm not throwing stones. I don't wash my own car. If my car needs washing, I have it detailed. But what I'm saying is that's why I don't think that you're necessarily the laziest guy on earth. When people post solicitations on social media for fill in the blank, I need some concrete work done. Uh, I'm looking for a good movie. Um, I always assume they've run a Google search. You know what I mean? That should be the first step. You unless you're unless you're just the laziest motherfucker on earth, and you can't even be bothered to type in "good Thai food restaurant in the area," you know. I I always do that whenever I throw whenever I ask for advice or I ask for a service or I ask for a recommendation. I've always done a modicum of research myself, um, and I just assume everybody else had as well. This past uh, week, it, I. I noticed I I have firewood in my back. I like to split firewood. You split, split firewood? Yeah, I'll split, a lot of firewood split. It's a great, it's great. It's kind of a, I don't know if, I've never met a, I'm sure there are women that split firewood, but it's kind of a dude thing where you feel like, I don't know. Very it, manly. It connects with something where we used to actually do things and, you know, provide before we all just sat around looking at YouTube all day. Um it is, it's good exercise, but it's also fun. Like, it's not fucking sitting there just lifting weights and running on a treadmill. You get a good split. It's incredibly satisfying. It is. It is. Um, so I like I like to split firewood. My dad liked to split firewood. And I, I had a stump in the backyard where I used to split firewood. Well, I paid for these assholes to come in. I had like seven or eight stumps around my, uh, my property. And I paid for them to grind these stumps down. And I said, oh, well, whatever yeah. you do, don't grind this stump down. Because this is my splitting stump. Yeah. What, what do you think they did? No, they grinded it immediately to yeah. dust. It's gone. So I don't have a splitting stump anymore. Um, and for those of you that have never split firewood, you can't swing the axe or the maul or whatever you're using and have it go into a piece of wood and just sink into the earth because that'll dull the axe. They will oxidize it. It'll start to rust. Um, it needs to be sitting up. And also the, the fucking the piece it's, of wood. It's not as stable. Exactly. Yeah. So you need, generally what you use is you use like a big round piece of wood from a, a thicker part of the tree or you use a stump. Yeah. I don't have either one of those things. 
So I started doing a little research, and I'm like, well, there's got to be a fucking product that you can buy, you know, either a big chunk of fucking rubber or something that's a wood that's been pressure treated or whatever, because eventually the splitting, the, the piece that goes under the, what you're splitting, it, it stops working because you're whacking it with the axe so many times. Right. Water gets in there. So there's got to be a fucking product. Um, there isn't. There is nothing on the market for this, which is disturbing, um, and I don't know how that's possible. I guess everyone just readily has giant pieces of wood around. I do not. Um, what there are are these little cylindrical metal devices that have a blade sticking up through the top that you are supposed to insert the piece of wood into, take a sledgehammer, you know, either like one of those you know quarter-length sledge. I don't think it's a full one. And you whack the wood down, and this this blade basically goes up inside the wood and it sure. splits in the opposite direction. Yeah. That is not what I am looking for. I want to be able to take an axe or a maul and stand up and bring it down and split wood on top of a piece. Yeah. So I see all these fucking things and I'm like, well, this isn't what I'm looking for. I, this is not the device I want. So I go to Facebook and uh, luckily enough, I have enough friends where if I put something up on Facebook, I generally get some responses. So I say, I, I, here's what I'm looking for. I, I need a large piece of wood or at least a device that encounters that large piece of, or that, that approximates that large piece of wood. I got 13 comments of the very first round device that you use a sledgehammer with that pops up when you type in, you know, log splitting base on Google. Right. The first thing that I saw, the very first one. And I guess what my grievance is, is dual. One, if you don't know, you don't have to comment. Like if you don't have an answer to this, people, I think, feel the need to fucking interject themselves. I obviously just searched what, what you were looking for. It's a little disrespectful to me because, like, I'm I'm not a schnerer. You know, like, I'm not going to sit here and fucking just use you, yeah. schnerer off you. Like, I, I can do – I did that myself. And then also, um, this isn't helpful. Like, this isn't even what I asked for, and then you've wasted your time and mine. This isn't a huge social media social grievance. Social media grievances. But what I would say is if you don't have an answer, keep it moving. And then also, if you're putting up your own post, I, just assume that most people have already run a Google search because I think most people have run a Google search before they take it to the social media to try to get that group tank, a think tank going. I think most people have run the Google search, but they're they're tweeting it. Not you, but most people tweet it so everyone knows what they're getting into. Okay. Does, does anybody know where the Nobu is near my house? So they, they want like, to like flex. Yeah, with the concrete thing. Oh, this guy... You know, he's improving his house. He's trying okay. to, you know, he can he can afford a big concrete job. That's that's what I think he's could be a weird flex. I think I think there's some weird flexing that happens with that because if it's something incredibly simple like that, they're just trying to put themselves over. Yeah, um, not a big one. That's right. what I want to say, and I think there's a lot of truth to what you just said. Also, a tributary off the headwaters of that one. Social tour. media grievances. There is a bottle of whiskey that I was looking for. It is a Christmas bottle of whiskey by a manufacturer called Smoke Wagon, which, by the way, uh, no free plugs, is the shit. Like, if you want a fucking good bottle of bourbon, I got to thank our buddy Sean Kent for putting me onto that. It's uh, fucking great. Really good bourbon. And uh, they made a Christmas bottle. The only place they have this Christmas bottle still in stock is in California, right outside of Los Angeles. So, on my facebook page again i said do i have any listeners that are in or around the los angeles area because i know that people have emailed in before i've, I've spoken to people before that live out there and i was like does anyone live out there and would you be willing to ship me a bottle of hooch 
You're taking a look. Oh, this is a pretty fucking cool bottle. In a great bottle. Way. Yeah, I mean, it's the bottle art's great. The uh, the imaging is great. It's uh, the name's great. It's and, and it's it's really good juice. It's like it's not a it's not a fucking gimmick. If you like bourbon, I, I think you'll dig it. Um, a couple of people said, "Hey, I live in California. Or I'm going to be there. You know, the next couple of weeks. Uh, what do you need?" One dude said, "Hey, uh, smoke wagon ships from their website, so just use that." Well, did you did you try that? Yeah, <laughs> it was the first fucking thing I tried. Is I went to their website. You know why? You know you know you know why you thought to ask that tour? Because huh. you know I'm not a thick-tongued dope. Is why you know that. You've seen my tongue; it doesn't have hair on it. That's why you know <laughs> that I fucking went to the website beforehand. So I responded to this dude. I'm like, um, yes. But they don't ship the Christmas bourbon. Hence why we're here. Right. For the love of fucking God. And what's 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 even more this is a tiny one. This is a tiny one. But Social media I don't know if it feels like that. The motherfucker <laughs> put in the time to find out that the bourbon company ships bourbon from their website, because a lot of them don't do that. Yeah. But didn't bother to click on it to see if the fucking Christmas bottle was there. Just keep it moving. If you don't know, just keep it moving. Ain't no problem. I thought you were going to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm stuck in Nebraska right now. You know, I, I wish I could. Oh, I wish I could get there. Well, there, there was a couple of those, too. I'll take a look around. All right, well, thank you, but I, I've already taken a look around, and this is the liquor store that has it. Now, luckily, somebody did fucking, was it, I think it was, uh, was it Danny Becker? Somebody was able to fucking get me a bottle. I'll have to, 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 I want to give the problem. Maybe Patrick Chafin. I'll have to look it up. Somebody was able to do it, and they're sending me the bottle. So it turned out great. But this is just a little bit of a, you know, it's a learning process. Right. Right? <laughs> this not only helps me, it helps you. Uh, one last one, Tor. Social okay. media grievances. Um, Ray Liotta passed away on Thursday and uh, during the show. The announcement came out, and we actually uh, talked about it a little bit on the show. Tor and I bummed. Ray Liotta, great. Yeah. Uh, I said this, Goodfellas is a perfect movie, and he was the lead, and he was a perfect lead. He's in a, a movie with um, some unbelievable performances turned in. Paul Sorvino, Joe Pesci, you don't have to, I don't have to tell you, Lorraine, Bro uh, Lorraine Bracco, is that how you say her name? Um, that was all we had, Karen! Um... Oh, Identity. That's another movie you need to watch. I saw you tweet about that one. Write that down. Gotcha. Please. Need you to watch that this weekend. Tremendous film. He's in that as well. Jake Busey's in that. John Cusack is in that. A lot of people in that movie. Amanda Pete, I think, is in it. Um, anywho. About nine hours later, um, I uh, took a little stroll on over to our Facebook subscribers chat, which, of course, you can sign up for on Facebook.com slash Show. We talked about that this week, too. And uh, some guy said, oh, no, and it said Ray Liotta has died, and, of course, the story was 10 hours old. And here's what I would also say, and again, you grieve in your own way. When a celebrity dies, if you want to post it on your own feed, I think everyone does that. But if you want to go around acting like the town crier, um, you got to make sure this is the advice I always have for everyone. Just because it's new to you, doesn't mean it's new to everybody else. Yeah. And especially posting it on the site of a show that talked about it that day. It's like, hey, you know, you kind of, this is, this, this is a little, I wouldn't say inappropriate, 
but at least it can be corrected. Now, if you wanted to come on and say, hey, look, here's my favorite Ray Liotta movie. I don't think you've heard of it. It's called No Escape. A lot of people haven't seen this one. Ooh, that's good advice. But but you're, you ain't CNN. You know what I mean? You're not Breitbart. You're not fucking breaking no news. You got to be quick to the punch. I mean, you got to be quick also, if you're trying to break it. Uh, there's a lot of great things about Eric Nagel. One of the worst oh, is yeah. that he fucking makes every celebrity death all about him, and he loves celebrity deaths. Like, that's another thing. Is like the people that call you immediately like, oh, dude, dude, dude. You know, if it's, if it's a big deal, like when Merle Haggard died, I got some phone calls because people know I like Merle Haggard. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I just want to know if you know. But I'm talking about you all. We all have the friends. Hey, bro, did you hear? Oh, immediately. They got the big old hard on in their pants. It's like, dude, this is not good news. You're fucking. This guy shed his mortal coil. There shall be no more Ray Liotta movies. Um, so these are all these are all mediocre social media grievances. Sure. I'm just basically trying to help. The other thing is, are you willing to uh, take a knee and capitulate now for the uh, beating you took on social media yesterday? Uh, referring to the game of horse. No. You got crushed, big man. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't agree. I had plenty of outreach as well. You did. You, you had two or three. I counted them all. I counted every single one. I had 23 people reach out to me and say, I was correct about horse. You had six. I had personal uh, text messages as well. You had six. I'm sorry. I'm not going to take a knee on this. You, you're not right. Well, you're not and, right. And, and uh, well, I'm not wrong. And you are. And also people. Neither of us could be right or wrong. I'm right. And people, you're not. People were. I, I clearly am. More, pe- clearly more people agree not. with me. More people agree with me. And you are so weirdly hostile about this. You're doing it again, by the way. Well, I am. Yes, because Lots I, of people I, I, reached I think out I played to me more during the show you. yesterday. I think I played more games of horse than you, you have in my life. More people, how can you? Because I'm 40 and you're 24 and I played horse my whole life. Okay. Well, I played sports, I think, more than you. This is so. Whatever this is. Where you get weirdly mean and hostile when you're wrong. You're saying I'm wrong when this is something that you can't be wrong about. You can, I, we can both I be right. I absolutely can be wrong about something. I'm wrong about right. shit on a regular basis. This is something where we can both be right about. Let, we, let's say we have the ability. We, we don't have. We can't be perfect, right? Like there are people that believe that agree with you, and there are people that agree with me, yes. right? If more people say that they play horse the way that I play horse. How, what does that have to do with you playing more sports than me? I think more people are scared to say that they played it my way because of they're, their shoe. They're scared to I say think, they play horse a different way. I think plenty they, of people think so. said that. I think more people were ready to jump on the, the train with Dukes. Oh Jesus Christ! What, what is your what does it look like up Howard's ass? So, you, <laughs> okay. so if anyone agrees with me, they're scared to fucking say otherwise. No, but is in that this your instance, argument? where both of us could be right, I believe the audience will sway towards Dukes. No, they'll sway towards the way that everybody plays horse, except for a bizarre couple of weirdos. For instance, a lot of people played a game called Smear the Queer, right? Right. Well, some people called that game Kill the Carrier. Sure. It's a way less it's a way smaller amount of people than called it the other thing. I'm I'm not saying that this is not the way you played horse or that there's other people that played in this bizarre fashion, but the vast majority of the feedback that we have from our pool, people that listen to the show, where by the way, you have an equal voice as I do and you are the baby face, people are obsessed with you. They agreed with my stance on horse over yours. Well, they can agree because I'm not saying your stance is wrong. They you're can saying agree. my stance is wrong. Yes, which it's I not. think your rules of horse are it, incorrect. I think yours are incorrect. But that's a terrible argument. And you're, what your well, argument you just is, said the exact same thing but as your, me. But your argument can't just be whatever you just said, Dukes, because you're smart. I'm just going to repeat it. Well, that, because you've you're never not, made a compelling it's argument. Not fi- you're not actually able to prove that I one way is wrong or right. Here, here's, my, here, here's what I have. The only tool that we have... You and I are, we can look it up, which we did. 
and it was unsatisfactory because it was the rules for a two-man game of horse. Yes. Where we're talking about a multiple-person game of horse. We can take it to the people that listen to the show. And I counted overwhelmingly. Sure. They agreed with what my assessment of the rules were. There were people that agreed with you. I'm not going to sit here and say that there weren't. But I, I think that if you went to anyone and said... Is a hot name the stupid debate? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Sure. If seventy three percent of people say a hot dog isn't a sandwich, okay, we go with that. Would you say that's not logical? It's logical, and you can go with that, but I won't. Okay, but if if the cops came to you and said you got to stop breaking into this person's house because it's against the law, you can't say, well, I don't agree with that. That's true. That's but not this the way about society a game works. Of, yeah, no, 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 no. You're 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 trying. You're working around it. But I'm not we're talking about anything. a game. We're talking about a game of horse. Okay, a, a backyard game of baseball. basketball. Let's say we're playing baseball. Oh you hit a fucking ball over the the fence, and, and you say, "Oh, it's a home run." Well, not where I live. Universal where I live, home. I'm no, to, it's I'm different. To we're playing a backyard game of. This is not well, real it's a basketball. Game with rules. It's not a yes. And and house rules prevail. And I when no, I no, played no, era no, house, no, not, not house, house rules, rules prevail. The, the rules. There are rules to horse. I have never once in my life seen it played the way that you played it that's, and, and that's the people great. that but, have but, come to me but have if, said the exact same thing that they have never seen it if you run an uncontacted tribe in the middle of the fucking ocean and a plane you're making over, extremes you're I'm, going I'm, to I'm, not, extremes. I'm giving examples of why your logic is flawed what we have are it's the tools. as flawed as yours except and the also outreach from the listeners that's that that that's the, the only the outrage from the listener outreach pardon me the responses is the only well, what other tools do we have plausible logic that we Give me another tool, and I'll be more than happy to implement it. I don't know. Uh, it, it, how about it doesn't need to be a tool. We can both accept that the, each other plays it a different way no, than the there's, other. there's a way to play certain games, and there's a way that you don't play certain games. I would disagree. And I, and I think that what you're trying to do is because in your little fiefdom, that's the way that it went, that it applies to everybody. What I'm saying is that the vast majority of people that responded agree with the what I said. They can agree. Well, they don't need your permission. That's your bit whenever you argue is you like to act like you're the moral barometer and you give people permission to well, feel when what it they do. Well, when it comes it, to it, sports it, and stuff like that, I feel like I, I do have a pretty good barometer. I, I don't know. I saw Joe Beachy in a foot race. I mean, you're doing a lot of bragging about okay. your athleticism you're, uh, over here. You really? Well, you're doing a lot of do bragging. You, do you want, I'm not bragging. You, it's it's something a lot that of bragging about. I play more done. sports. I'm playing it, yes, doing this. Yes, I have. I think I played more sports than you in my life. Okay, dude. I don't know what you're angry about, but you're wrong about because horse. Because you're not respecting audience, my point of view on this. No, I'm and not that, respecting that I might you're be arguing. a fucking expert on horse. Stop. First of all, lower your voice and stop cursing at me. You are not my fucking dad. And, 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 and you need to understand that I don't really care, but the way that you argue about this is bamboozling. It's fucking baffling. I and you get way too angry and you get way too upset and you take something that is very nominal and then it's, I played more sports than you. Nobody is accusing you of any of this shit. You're pulling these weird fucking accusations out of the ether. I have played as much horse as you. I promise you, if not more, because I've lived much longer and I've been around playing outside and playing basketball for much of my life, up until the last five years, I would say. When I was in Phoenix with Oscar, we played basketball every day. With listeners, seven days a week sometimes. Maybe you've done that. I doubt it. I, I'm not judge doing a dick measuring contest with you about who's more athletic. You played college football. That's great. I've seen you lose spectacularly at sports with random donkey dicks around here. I'm not throwing that in your face, other than the fact that you seem to be making wanting to make that a part of this argument, which I don't think that it is. I feel like I have been my side of my the way that I have played horse and others have played horse has been deemed 
wrong when it doesn't have to be deemed wrong. I would say it is the incorrect way to play, yes. I don't think wrong is more of, I would say, a pejorative, but I have, what, what you're discounting is if there is a common thought of how something is done and then there's another little weird group of people. Like, I, I pour, just did it again. I pour orange juice on soda, on, on cereal. Under no circumstances would I come in here and tell you this is the right way to eat cereal. It's the way I eat cereal. But it's not... The majority would say I am incorrect, and I can absolutely acknowledge that. But you're being you, – the tone in which you're presenting the way that me and many others play horse. A few others. Judging from the feedback that we received. You're, you're coming at it with, I, with, the, with a tonality that we don't know what we're doing. Bro, if you want to talk about tonality in this argument, I don't think you'll win that either because your tonality is so much more defensive than mine in this. And I, well, I'm not the one – I'm the one that who's – You've way been that way they more play hostile. the game has been, been attacked. No, 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 not at all. Yes, say, yes. Saying you're incorrect is not attacking you. you. You saying I'm a better athlete. I know more about sports. And you don't do this. That's attacking. The only one that's done any attacking in this is you. I feel like if we were to listen back to this, you, if you listen to the language that you're using around the core argument, you're saying the weird little fiefdoms. Yes, all I, the, I think that stands. And, I, and, I, well, and again, I would, say, well, I would say the sample size. To, uh, I would say the sample size that has responded would back that up. I mean, if you don't like the word weird, I don't, I don't find that an offensive term. But if you don't like that term, I can use a different one. I would say the minority response to our question was that my version of horse is the correct one. You have approached this as something that is or is not when it can be both. I don't think so. I think it's either correct or incorrect. You can play horse at whatever way you want. Well, then we just... We differ on that at a fundamental level. But, but 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 you dismissing my arguments about the rules of other games and the rules in other ways and the, when the majority speaks to something, like that's how humanity decides elections. That's how they decide everything they want to do. You take a vote. You take a poll, right? It's a game of horseshoe. People right, but, play but, but, differently. But you, that's what you say when you, when you don't want to acknowledge my point. I, I'll acknowledge your point that okay. more people responded. But well, I that's think not more my, people. That's not my point. My my point was more people agreed with my rules of horse than with yours. Okay. Okay. That's the that's what happened. But when that comes up, you either deflect or you say it's because they're scared of me, or they say it's because you're a big scary athlete. I have acknowledged that more people responded to yours. I don't see and what I will you playing college it. football has to do because with I'm, the I, rules I, of horse. Because I'm credible, and when you immediately dismiss the way that I've played and say that it's immediately wrong, and a whole bunch of us are. are when you say it's immediately it's wrong, incorrect. and it's incorrect. I said the rules that you're using are incorrect. That is what I said. Then I would take umbrage with that. Because I don't think you way. playing college football has much to do with the rules of horse. I'm saying all of the sports that I played. I played basketball all the way up until college. Okay, played plenty I, of it in college, all that stuff. What, what I would say to you is that a lot of the people that agreed with me also, or at least you're equal in your athleticism. And I still don't understand what that has to do with the rules. Because I'm, I'm somebody that has actually... Uh, you know what? Yeah, but if you have a janky fucking hook shot or if you have a janky fucking jump shot and nobody's ever corrected it, I mean, I don't know. You can be around athletes your whole life. They're kind of worried about themselves. You know? I guess. Right. I think that I think that part of the feedback was how defensive you got, and I think that was uh, exacerbated in this conversation as well. Because sports is one thing that I do hold myself as you, expert on. I, I would never say something about movies with you. A- well, anything but, with that? Will you hold yourself in high regard with movies? Do but, you but not? That's all about. A, but we're talking about opinions. 
I'm saying as as personal. Tor, if I came in here and I said, expert when, when on I go something. to the movie theater, I just walk in, I don't buy a ticket. I'd be like, well, how the fuck do you do that? Like, if I said something crazy, you don't have to be an expert on movies to fucking say that that's wrong or that's incorrect. I understand, but people that have played basketball, you and myself, you eventually play horse. You've you've upgraded from that from casual fan. Well, to played a horse since but I was four. If, if you're a self expert on, if you consider yourself to be an expert on something within your own life in your world, I do not consider myself to be an expert on horse. For the record, I would, I would consider myself to be an expert on sports. I think that shows an enormous amount of hubris and ego. I would agree, but I think that you hold some of that on yourself. Not you, at all. None. I, the only thing I'm an expert in is what I'm doing right now. I'm an expert in speaking into this microphone. I do feel comfortable saying that because I have the reps. I'll give you movies. I'm no expert in movies. I, I, I'm a, a, a novice at best, an enthusiast at probably the most um, generous way. I'm not an expert in anything. I don't spend enough time with anything to be an expert in anything. I, I can't do anything. I, I think you're being you're, you're being a little humble right not now. Not at all. I'm better. I know more about movies than you because I've watched more movies than you. But again, that goes back to I've lived 16, 17 years longer, whatever it is, than you, which would go back to my argument about horse. I also would not attack you the way you're attacking me about knowing more about movies. I've seen you attack Dotson during a movie argument. Well, because I think his taste stinks. D Dotson is more of an expert in movies, I think, than I am. D Dotson has seen a lot of shit that I just look at and say, I, I would never put myself through watching that horse shit. I would, I would absolutely say D Dotson is an expert in movies more than I am. He just has shit taste, <laughs> which I think we can all agree on. All right, chill the fuck out, would you? Jesus Christ. I'm Everyone good. knows you played football. All right, everyone's impressed by you. No one puts you over like I do whenever we have an athletic thing. I always bet on you. Just fucking said all, all my I, fucking worst do I moments bet on, on the show. Do I always bet on you? Sometimes. Do I always I put you, you over? 100% of the time, my do. money's been on tour. I'm sorry, I, I lost it for you at the last event. Well, I, 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 I apologize it, it, so to you immediately after. I just is the devil's advocate. If I bring Enoch in here, who has the same resume you do, played college football, played semi-pro ball, it also beats you in a foot race. Sure. Does that mean he knows more about horse? Enoch, I, I would respect his opinion. But does that mean he knows more than you about horse? Because that than seems me? to be your argument. I would give him equal to me. But he beat you. Yeah, he beat me in a foot race. That's not horse. And also, he's played football longer and horse longer. Sure, I mean, bro, I, all I'm was, saying is that nothing that has nothing to do with whether or not you're playing the sport the right way. I, there's no right way to play it. There, I, there's a play that there's a, a way that people play it. Shoot, I that, love, that's where I'm going to die. That's the hill I'm going to die you throw on. I'm not going to be confused. Whenever you throw up a quote like "there's no right way to play it," I just I'm excited because I know that one will pop up okay. on the insiders chat. That's all. Uh, when did we talk about that? By the way, was that yesterday? Was that Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. That's Thursday. Big argument on the show. Uh, the argument is, and uh, to your credit, I said I saw immediately a bunch of people said they agree with you, um, but I I did I counted all the ones that I saw Facebook. Instagram, Twitter. I, I my argument was when you play horse, the person that is shooting the ball, and this is with multiple people, uh, retains control of the ball until they miss. Everybody that is in the game has to make that shot that that person made. Tor's argument was the second a shot is missed, then the person that m made the shot relinquishes control to whoever's next in line. Yes. Yes. That is the difference in opinion. So. I honestly don't care anymore about it. It got really annoying with people who were like debating with each other and it kind of grew hair yesterday. But that is that is the argument that we got into yesterday, which precipitated the argument that we just had on the show today. Um, calm down. No one's I'm, attacking I'm, you. I'm calm. Everything's fine. Well, I'm, not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not calm. I'm, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm irrationally angry. Your, your dander is up. <laughs> and I was 
It, it, full, full transparency. <laughs> there we go. I was angrier yesterday. You were angry. Well, I, trust me, I heard it. I was, I, dude. I, you notice on both times, I I got out of it because I'm like, I just uh, this guy's gonna flip the table over. I was boiling inside yesterday. I, I think it came across on the air. At least it pointed out to uh, a couple people. Pointed it out. But are, are you better now? Yeah, I'm all good now. I got it out of my system. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Nobody is accusing you of not being an athlete. All right. I want to make sure that is clear. Okay. okay? That's fine. Chill out. I mean. How could you not be? You blew the doors off Ant-Man down at the brewery. That's that's patronizing. It is. That's, that's, that, that, that you absolutely want, is. If you want that's a shitty dick. A master class <laughs> in patronization. Okay, I might be expert in that. Being passive aggressive and patronizing, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I might be an expert in that. That is very possible. All right. Um, what is uh, what else do we have going? So we got the uh, the friendship of solitude. What the fuck else do we have? We, we, we also it? had a a very good interview on the show. Oh. That was a good interview. Yeah, John Walters of Sports Illustrated. Came we would on. both be novices in pickleball, I, I would believe. Yes, I've played. Oh, I have played more pickleball than you, Tor. I have. I would defer to your pickle pickleball expertise. All right, come on, let's get a limbo line. Let's see you okay. lower limbo right here, me and you. Um, uh, he, John Walters from Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Um, and uh, we posted the article on our Facebook page. If you'd like to read it, he wrote kind of a um a gong show article about some shit that is going on inside the world of pickleball, which by the way, I Googled yesterday to try to find some courses and there's a shitload of fuck. I mean, excuse me, courts shitload of courts in the area. So uh, we're looking into that as well. So really, is that first? Is that first up? Uh, we can make that first. up. Let's make that first up. We'll have uh, we'll you will give you the segment with uh, John. Check that out. I thought it was, I thought it was a really great conversation. Yeah. And then the, um, the tailgate of friendship, which is a shitload of fun as well. See, Look at all this free shit we're giving you, you beggared motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. Go sign up on Oh, my God. Is Are that supposed to fucking nap today? Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you want to get competitive about something, I, I would be willing to go. bet that I'm asleep before you are today. As soon as mics are off, I'll give you the I'll give you the head start lead. I'll edit up the show. I bet I'm out. Well, see, that's you. what I'm thinking. I think if you have to edit up the show, I can get home and get into bed. Because the second that happens, it's a I might have a sandwich. First. You got to take care of the dog. Also, I do have. To I could just I could just sprint up to my to my attic. The worst thing you can do before you take a nap is to have like a meal because then it's just calories sitting in your fat gut. But like, uh, it also just facilitates You're the nap like, oh, so yeah. much better. Like, oh, a spicy chicken sandwich, and then you go right to sleep. And also, it's perfect for those that aren't in the area. Just cloudy, raining. Oh, it's a perfect and, nap and weather. Heavy rain also. Perfect nap weather. And they probably just burned off all the humidity, so maybe you can open the windows oh, and shit, yeah. too, which would be nice. All right, let's do this. Let's fucking, uh, let's fucking for God's sakes. Uh, ChadDukeShow.com. Go sign up. I don't give a fuck. Do whatever you want. <laughs> do you want to know the origins of baby girling? Do you want to know Jester's biggest triumph and his biggest failure to date? Are you curious about John Denver songs? If so, go to CommonwealthDryGoods.com and purchase the best of the first six-month CD or the best of the first year, or both. Preferably both. Friendos, let me tell you a little story about Alejandro and his wife. They called Joe Azer after months of working with another realtor, writing offer after offer, burning their weekends. And they said, Joe, please help sort out our home-buying conundrum. They wanted to. Uh, they wanted to live in the Burke area. It's nice over there, very suburban. Got uh, Burke Lake and Lake Braddock. But they had this discount double check agent had them shopping in Lorton for some reason because it fit their price profile. Screw that! Joe Azer jumped in, got them paired with a more competitive local lender that offered them a first-time buyer program. 
And um, that national big brand lender had no shot of matching that, so Joe got them the money they needed to get the house they needed. Put calls all throughout the Burke area because he knows everybody in the industry. And guess what? He found them a home that was being prepared to go on market, uh, market rather, locked it in, got it for them ASAP. Ain't nobody going to be able to do that. Alejandro and his wife and both of the, the Bambinos. They're now homeowners in Burke, right off Burke Center Parkway, right on the old stomping grounds for shoe. That's right. A lops frog tavern over there. It's where they wanted to be. Joe Azer made it happen. It's a tough market. It is difficult to navigate, but if you have the right contacts and the right people, you can do it. And those people are, well, that person is Joe Azer. Call, have a chat with him right now. He's a great dude. 571-989-Azer, 571-989-2937. If you need to buy or sell a home in the Northern Virginia area, Joe Azer is your man. Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all the show's favorite tunes. Chad Duke Show, good looking Thursday out there to you, everybody. Joining us right now on the Monks Barbecue hotline he writes for sports illustrated si.com and this is an absolute fascinating gets thrown out there a lot but i also feel like it was absolutely not what i thought it was going to be about um a story on pickleball and how it is the wild wild west inside the fight over the fastest growing sport in america mr john walters joins us on the program john how are you sir I'm doing wonderful today chad thanks for having me on okay well i think that this is um i got us I've been playing pickleball. My, my my old producer was from Oregon, and um, he knew about pickleball, and we had played it, and then my in-laws were really into it. And I said, this is a fun game, but and I, I'd, I'd heard more people talking about it. I had no idea there was this nefarious infrastructure that you outline here, and I, and I, I hate to ask authors to tell people what they wrote about because people should go to si.com we have the, the article linked up on our facebook as well but could you kind of give us a thumbnail of like what led you into this world to write this piece sure sure um so i grew up in arizona uh and even though i lived in new york city uh most of my adult life i would come back um and i would play pickleball i've been playing pickleball since 2007 uh and one of my close friends in arizona is actually was a uh, a high-ranking member at the uh, IFP, the International Pickleball Federation. So I would hear these stories uh, for years about some of the stuff going on behind the scenes. And it's interesting. So you you used the word nefarious. I don't know if I'd use that word. Mm. I would use opportunistic. There were it, it was like anything else. People saw a market emerging, and different people wanted to be uh, taking advantage of that. Um, again, a lot like what you saw in crypto a decade ago, people see something of value and they, and they think, how can I, how can I take the best advantage of it? The problem is, uh, more than one person wanted to occupy the same space. And that's when the fights begin. It's, uh, it's remarkable um and it's it's when the billionaires show up you know it's like there's there's money in the there's money to be made i i love some of the analogies you made in this uh in this piece i love there will be blood it's one of my favorite movies and it's like when daniel plainview shows up on the farm and says oh we're hunting quail it's like no i know what you want you want some drainage here um and it's it's 
it's not just that though. It's also we want the sport to be recognized by the Olympics and how do we make that happen? And there's an old guard and a new guard um, of of forces that are kind of pulling in opposite directions. Um, how much does this all relate to actually the, the popularity of the sport itself and how much it's grown over, let's just say, the past year? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think the last five years it's, and the pandemic actually helped to yeah. the ball because it's it's uh, socially distant, but it's also still possible to play. And and it's still social when you play pickleball, especially most times it's doubles. You've got four people playing. It's a social event in the time of the pandemic uh, when there were so many things that people could not do. They could still play pickleball. I think that helped it um, to get back to your other question. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I sort of uh, and I, I appreciate that there will be blood nod because I, I, I saw that a lot of that. But it's a little bit like the running boom in the 1970s. All of a sudden, everybody wanted to run, and it was fun. I, I mean, if you had never run before, all of a sudden you're getting in better shape. If you had never played pickleball and you were sort of sick of hearing people talk about it, well, once you actually get out on a pickleball court, it's fun. Um, the problem is when people start trying to own it and start trying to make more of it than just the game that it is, at least in my opinion. Um, I, I look at it this way, like a whole bunch of people want to run the New York City Marathon. Sure. I don't know how many people want to watch the New York City Marathon on television. Um, and I think I think that's one of the things going on here. If people wanted to all of a sudden uh, have their corner of pickleball and control it and own it and make money off it, the game itself is innocent. The game itself is just a fun thing to play. I, I would say that the argument you're making is one that I've had with my brother a million times, John. He's an avid <laughs> he's an avid golfer and he loves golf. Mm-hmm. And so he watches I, I mean, he watches golf every weekend and when the Masters comes around, like he you're just not gonna be able to talk to him for four days. Right. And what I always try to tell him is like, hey man, like the reason why you love golf so much and watching it is because you play golf. Like, there's sports right. out there. The NBA, I can't do what the guys in the NBA do. I can't do what the guys right. in the NFL do. But I, I enjoy watching them for the spectacle. I've never been able to enjoy golf because I don't <laughs> golf. And I think that right. what that's what you're describing here. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I live in Arizona now for the last two years, and I'm a recent, uh, I'm in my early 50s. I'm a recent convert to golf. Sure. I completely get what you're saying. I there's there's few things more boring than hearing either someone describe their run or their <laughs> PR or someone talk about their their latest golf round. But if you play golf, I can see why you're intrigued. And you know, you you you're absolutely right about the NBA and the NFL. I mean, here's another example I use for people. Like snowboarding is an Olympic sport because even if you've never been on skis or a snowboard, it's fun to watch, right? Like watching the half pipe and watching these guys like soar in the air and yeah. do all of those gymnastics, you don't have to understand it to enjoy watching it. But pickleball to me is not that, just like golf is not that. Unless you play it, I think your interest level is going to be minimal. We've got this uh, count. I live in uh, Fairfax County out here in Northern Virginia, and there's uh, Loudoun County is a bordering uh, county out here, and it's it's one of the richest in the country. And um, I was trying to get a pool put in my backyard, and the, the guy told me, he goes, because you live in Fairfax County, 
It's going to cost you $13,000 permits. You're going to have to plant gardens. You're going to have to have the city come out. If you lived in Loudoun, which is more of an emerging county with less regulation, you could give me a check for 200 bucks, and we could start <laughs> digging today. And right. I, I feel like with pickleball and you, this refrain throughout your piece where like everyone's calling it the Wild West, in another five years, it ain't going to be the Wild West because there's too much money to be made how much of this is just you know we're dealing with these is there going to be two hall of fames is there, i feel like the whatever the minor league football team the xfl the usfl like they've been dealing with this for years and years and years is this just growing pains that any sport goes through when they're in this level of infancy absolutely absolutely and i'm, I'm sort of a fan and student of all of this when it comes to sports i mean i I look at, I don't know if you've ever read the book Loose Balls by mm. Terry Pluto, which is all about the ABA, one of my favorite sports books, right? The ABA came along to challenge the NBA. They lost, but the NBA stole some of the some of the ABA's best ideas, right? Sure. They stole the, the dunk contest. They stole the three-point shot. Uh, the, so the ABA technically failed, but their, uh, their influence is seen in the NBA every day. Uh, right. Same with the USFL, the original USFL and the NFL. The USFL had a two point conversion. The NFL did not at the time. Now they do. So in pickleball, someone's going to win um, because eventually only one of these, especially in the pro tours, only one of these pro tours is going to be able to stand. I, I, like you said, and I agree, there's limited money in this anyway. This is never going to be, in my opinion, as, in terms of a TV sport as popular as tennis. Um, but someone will win and the loser may actually have things that influence the winner and, and get put in. I just don't see, uh, these people are losing money right now, uh, and how long they can do it. Yeah. And it's weird. They seem willing to do it. And it's funny that one of the investors in the, um, Alliance of American football features prominently in your story. The, the part about the tennis courts, I find incredibly interesting because i also i've played this sport called foot golf and my brother uh -huh. he, my brother finds it odious because he's a golfer and he's like what are you how the how on earth is this allowed on a golf it's course? insulting it's so him, insulting. Right? It's it insulting it is he wants to kill me um but like the tennis people i mean tennis is like you know it's kind of an upper crust type of sport for the most part and then you make the argument in this article it's like look in one tennis court you could put four pickleball courts everyone's playing yes. doubles it's a numbers right. game as far as money and real estate. Like, how is how much of that encroachment is going on right now? A lot. In fact, after the story came out yesterday, I believe, I, I got a phone call from a man named Sean Bolateri Abdali. And if that middle name sounds familiar to you, it's Nick Bolateri's stepson. Hmm. If you Google him, you'll see that he that he runs the tennis club at Newport Beach, California, which is Loudoun County-esque, right? Like, sure. very wealthy area. He uh, originally heard about pickleball and said, like, the next person who comes in and talks about it, kick them off the grounds. Well, you know, not much longer afterward, he's now got 31 pickleball courts at that center and 16 tennis courts. And he's just learned to adapt instead of die. Like, right. it's, it's, it's people want to be playing it. Uh, as we talk about in the story, there's a lower barrier to entry. If you go... Um, around any club, like a country club, you're going to see guys like in their 50s, 60s, 70s who play tennis and they're good. But if you try taking up tennis when you're in your 50s, you're going to see a lot of, of doubles matches where people are standing waiting for that guy to hit the serve over the net, right? And that's that's kind of boring. Um, 
Whereas with pickleball, you can take four people who've never played and within half an hour, if not sooner, they all know how to get the ball over the net. They all can be playing. Uh, and golf is very much the same way. Golf's incredibly difficult to start, you know, and you, most people just give up because if you haven't played it since you were young, it's really hard to learn in your 50s. But pickleball is easy to learn. It's easy to do. Which doesn't mean it's not fun or challenging. It's just a lot easier than golf or tennis. Is there any chance it's, for the lack of a clumsy analogy, I mean, if this is a clumsy analogy, but is it the marijuana to tennis's cocaine? Like, is it an en- is it, in any way has it been proven to be an entry-level drug to get people what? in? Could you use that argument, I guess, is what I'm asking you. I was going to say, why didn't I use that analogy in the story? Man. Uh, I, would, I would see, the funny part is I don't see um, – pickleball being something that leads people to tennis it could but i I, the pickleball occultists that i know and i know a few of them Mm. they don't want to do anything but play more pickleball all the time twice a day they cannot get enough of it and i don't think it leaves them saying i'd rather do something more i think they just want to play more pickleball um uh it's 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 incredibly addictive to a lot of people um and it, it may have something to do with, I think, just this, like I said, the social aspect of it. The uh, you don't have to be a great athlete. I, I've had this experience. I was talking to somebody else yesterday. You can be athletic and 50 years old, and you can go up and play against someone in pickleball who's 80, and they will not only beat you, they'll shut you out. And you say, well, how come? It's because this is a, a sport of technique and placement, and you can use your mind. Uh, a lot more than you have than you can in tennis. You can't just out physical someone in pickleball. If they know how to play, they will they will beat you even if they're 80 years old. It's interesting you say that you're out in a kind of a, a mixed martial arts hotbed in Arizona, and it's kind of the argument you make. If you know jujitsu, it doesn't matter if it's if it's Mike Tyson in his prime walking out there. It's just a skill set that's going to unfavorably match up. And I, to me, that's why I dig the sport. Like I, I play it with my father in law. And, you know, he's in his mid to late 60s. He whoops my ass. And I and I kind of – I like that part of it. I like that it's kind of an, yeah. an equalizer. Um, the piece we have at LinkedIn, our Facebook page, you go to si.com, and, of course, at jdubs1966 on Twitter if you'd like to follow John. Um, I don't want to spoil the article for people, but basically it's kind of the quest for this one unified group to push the sport forward to get it sanctioned by the Olympics. I got to ask you some of the characters you outline in this. You say nefarious isn't the right word, but can you describe a little bit more of the environment? I don't want to keep you all day, but like sure. the, the environment when you get inside of the bones of this thing, it seems it feels like it was very unique for you. Uh, I found it was just fun and, okay. and, and to, to at least to report. To me, if you if you examine this sport, there's a lot of affluent, retired white people. There's just no other way to say it, right? at least at this stage. And a lot of these people have a hard time just leaving something alone in my experience. Like, (laughs) uh, it was, it was, it's not enough to just play it there. These are guys who are former, maybe C-suite executive types or, you know, the kind of people who like want to be part of a home, you know, association and stuff. And so it was inevitable that they felt the need to organize things and to in some way control things. So, do we need a pickleball hall of fame? No, but somebody decided we needed one. Right. Do we need like to grow it and make it like a, a worldwide global thing? Well, that could happen organically. I mean, it happens organically in soccer and basketball, but they felt like, no, we need to organize this thing. It's a very capitalistic 
attitude, actually, if you think about it. Like, and so, and so because you have so many people like this playing the game and thinking it's not just enough to enjoy it, how do we grow it? Right. Well, it was inevitable that this stuff would happen. So now one guy decides this is the best way to grow it, and another guy decides, no, this is the best way to grow it. And, and that's, to me, what changed it. I, I'm old enough, and you might be too, to remember when Hacky Sack became a thing. Oh, yeah. Right? Remember? Sure. Everybody had brought a Hacky Sack to school, but nobody ever tried to, like, organize it and make it this worldwide thing. These are, again, like I said, retired, mostly white people of means. Not all, but mostly. And, and it, it was just not enough for them just to play the game. You know, I have, like I said, a close friend. Um, who who started out loving the game and then was told like, hey, we love what you do and you're such you're so good with social media. How about like you help us, you know, basically colonize pickleball? And so we're going to try to set up, uh, organize different countries. And uh, one of the parts of my story that got cut, unfortunately, was a little bit about how this started happening. And these people were now finding themselves spending more time in front of their computer screens. Uh, working on growing pickleball than actually just playing it. Hmm. And I found that to be like sort of, to me, like see, missing the forest for the trees. I see what, um, you're, I see what you're saying, but can I, just to interject, the, the part about yeah. it that I think that I'm looking at is perhaps you're right, and perhaps that like that demographic is, is featured more prominently, but if they are successful, what I, what I like about the sport is it ain't expensive. Like getting your kids to play hockey. You go to, you know, a single mom right. that's living in a city and is having to like work two jobs. Like I can't, I'm not going to be able to buy all these skates and find an ice right. rink. Like this is ridiculous. Pickleball, if if they do grow this sport and it does kind of mm -hmm. extend out, there are going to be other people that are exposed to it that can play it that maybe just aren't aware of it right now. And I think that'd be a very good I, thing. And that's what I think. And I've talked to people involved with the sport. I said, this is where to me you're missing I wouldn't worry about growing it as an Olympic sport. I would be worried about, or not worry, I would focus on growing it at the playground level. Yes. At schools. Um, I grew up on the East Coast uh, when I was younger, where we would go out to a baseball field. If we had eight kids, we'd play baseball four on four, and you couldn't hit the ball like the right field, right? I don't see that happening anymore. I don't see kids on playgrounds that much. But in pickleball, it's easy to put anywhere you have a basketball court, you can have a pickleball court and you can have seven year olds, eight year olds playing it. It's not so hard to learn for that age. And that's the way I think you should be growing it. If you're trying to grow the sport and get it into schools, as you said, hockey is prohibitively expensive. If you have friends who, or maybe you are a parent with a traveling baseball, uh, you know, son or daughter, it's ridiculous yeah. how much time is and money is spent on this but pickleball is sort of like you know it's like going down to the, the court and shooting hoops all you need is two people and you can play pickleball in any basketball court size place in america yeah and if, if there is an avenue to fame too like i play video games i enjoy them but if i'm a parent i'd rather my kid get bit by the pickleball bug than i would i'm gonna be a pro gamer bug because you're just sitting inside not that there there isn't you know a place for that as well but you're outside, you're moving around, like you're with other people. Like to me, I think it's something that if they develop this, the type of addiction you're talking about, it wouldn't nest. There's, there's way, there's a big long list of other things I wouldn't want them as addicted to. I guess right. is what I'm saying. Yeah, and and one of the prominent characters in the story is a man by the name of Seymour Rifkind, and yeah. 
And he pointed out, if you're playing pickleball, you cannot have a phone in your hand. Um, which, you know, is, is in many ways a good thing, I think. And I agree with him on that. Plus, you're playing with other people, which you're not doing if you're gaming, which I also think is a, is a healthy thing. And the final thing is, you can be eight and playing against your grandmother in yeah. pickleball. <laughs> like, it's, it's age agnostic, which I also think is helpful. There's a million good things about the sport. This but I've read every one of those stories, and you probably have too. Yeah. I wanted to write a story that was something different that yeah. people didn't know, not because I hate pickleball. I actually love it. But just, you know, to me, you can't solve a problem unless you identify the problem. It's uh, it's definitely a different story, and I, I think a lot of our listeners are good. It was, it was fun. It was fun to expect one thing and then have a completely different narrative unfold. Uh, you can check it out. We have it again on our page and then go to uh, sportsillustratedsi.com and you can get a link at jdubs1966 on Twitter as well. Great conversation, John. We'd love to have you on again sometime. Thank you so much for the time. Happy to do it, Chad. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Really interesting piece. John Walters, everybody, on the Chad Duke Show. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Everybody, if I could take you a little bit into my personal life for a minute, that would be great. As uh, yesterday, I was in the shower, you know, showering off, cleaning up, and then uh, I realized that uh, maybe some of my hair down there was reaching up a little too close to the belt line. So you know what I did? I grabbed my Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 in the shower because it's waterproof. And I took it down away from my belt line. So it was never going to be near my waistline. If I'm going on a boat, if I'm going in a pool, you're not going to see my pubic hair coming out from my britches. You're not going to see that because I was able to trim it down and I knew I was able, I was good, and I got it all because attached to the lawnmower 4.0, built into it, is a bright ass LED light. So even if you're in the shower, even if it's a, not a, a well lit shower, if you got to make a quick shave and you 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 don't have the best optics, you're helping yourself out with that light, and you're getting all of the dynamic shaving you need done. And you can only do that with Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. And you can also get 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES. That's D-U-K-E-S at manscaped.com. So not only are you getting a great shave, you're saving real money. It's not a 5% discount code. It's not a 10% discount code if you sign up for the newsletter. No, it's 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES at manscaped.com. Real money saved, real hair shaved. If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at MonksBBQ. That's at MonksBBQ on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, hold on. Looks like we got a trash truck here. Yeah. Maybe they're just going to throw us all in the back. <laughs> How you doing there? <laughs> he's stopping for some hot dogs. He's, a, he's like, those for everyone. Um... <laughs> It just becomes a block party. Oh, by that smells like a trash truck, too, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, he's posting up right out front. This poor bastard's over here taking trash out. These people are trying to work for a living. Right. Just like us, we're working. We're working to get our friendship back. Um, how did it go, Ant-Man? Well, I uh, I crept quietly up the stairs and uh, I'd, I'd love to see how that goes. the two offerings in front of the door. And when I leaned to set them down, there goes Joe's brother. 
um, that just drove by us. And <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> I am dead serious. And he looked, he looked right at us. He did. <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely going to text Joe and say, "Your derelict friends are out front." Uh, probably. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so what happened? Uh, well, I could hear the TV on inside, so I just set them down and then leaped out the front door <laughs> and I said, "John Page, hit it." <laughs> and uh, now we're back. John Page, it. hit it. Yeah. You mean cheese it? Yeah, cheese it. Not it's hit the cops. it. Hit it. Hit it would insinuate you were in some sort of automobile. <laughs> Jeez, it the cops, and then you threw yourself off the top of an aqueduct. Yes. <laughs> wow. So, man, we already have results early. Contact with Joe's brother is probably going to lead to contact with Joe. I would assume. I hope so. I I worry that that. Hopefully, it brings them out. If there is contact and communication with, between the two, it brings it out. We can settle with Joe. I just hope it doesn't rabbit hole Joe, where he just decides I'm going to wait until they leave. Well, think about it this way: um, all we need to do is have Joe. Now, you got the timer going because yes, it's about the nine minutes to another offering. He opens the door to his apartment to be like, "What in the shit is going on?" And then he sees all the beautiful tidings, the frankincense, the myrrh, yeah. from the three not so wise men. Um, <laughs> don't you think that like that will be like oh th this is in good faith they're not making fun of me they want to they want to be friends again and dick smoking is dressed here like fucking christ is he in a freddie mercury cover band what is going on with this man <laughs> it's actually not even that's that it's not even an insult it's just accurate yeah it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just it, those pants are so tight. You can see every little nook and cranny of his legs. What are you doing? It's a Monday. It's, 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 yeah, it's but Monday these are attire. tight because they're too small. Look, he's here to show support. We're That's all true. here to show unity to try to get stupid, dumbass Joe to come outside and talk to him. I mean, I mean, our good friend yes. Smoky Mountain Joe to Intelligent come out and, and handsome Joe. What if the trash guy? What if the trash guy takes the soup that I just put up there? Well, you'll have to check. Yeah. Be a, if, if he, thank God he came down. He definitely would take the Jameson. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, Lord, he is going in. So is, did he just go into the door that you went into? Yep, he sure did. I'm going to keep my eye on him for a can of Campbell's. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, maybe he's like, oh, dude, lunch. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you want a can of corn chowder that's just sitting on is somebody's front out? doorstep? I most certainly oh. would. Oh, it's not Joe. No, unless Joe turned into a white woman. <laughs> By the way, Joe's never been in a white woman, I can tell you that much. No. I could have just left it at woman, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. He tried to get in a white man in Nashville, but I had to fight him off. Do you think we're going to... What? Oh. <laughs> you're, you're talking about yourself. Yes. You're, you're almost putting yourself over there. <laughs> it's almost a humble brag by Anthony. Because Joe wanted access to them ample haunches. There's, yes. a, there's a fucking long line. Yeah. It's called half our listening base, for God's sakes. All right, the woman walked back in. I thought we were going to have a Karen situation. What's up, Dick? Uh, when you were just talking about Joe's penis earlier, yeah, it reminded yeah. me of something earlier. Joe's penis is like Bane before he came back to Gotham. It's only ever known light. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. It's only ever known darkness. You think darkness is your ally? All, all that Joe's penis knows is the back of the zipper of Joe's pants. That's the only thing that is... Guys, this is not the way we want no, to go. No, you're no, going down the you're right. path. He's got a huge yeah. hog. Great guy. Uh, he's at least a six. I've always said that. Ant-Man's been kind of a dick about it, but we're not going to oh, focus. I said seven, but he thought higher. Still might have a Karen situation brewing over here. This is the second pass. Second pass. Right, well... Keep your eyes open. Generally, five zero is not going to care much about this, but Karen might. She yeah. might be very involved. <laughs> we got some tortilla chip action over here too, man. I don't know if you see this. Oh man, look at that feast! Did you see that the he brought the aerosol cheese for us to spray on oh the fucking hot dogs? <laughs> I'm gaining so much weight this afternoon. <laughs> Amy was at the pool yesterday. He's like, I'm lean and mean. I was like, All right, what are you uh, what are you weighing in at right now? He's like, Well, about four pounds more than what I actually <laughs> thought I would. I was like, All right. Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're back. We're back climbing the mountain again. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's making plans with Mark. Mark's like, if you keep the weight off, boy, I'm going to help you get your first house. And this is your first step to being a man. And you're right. 40. And then Ant-Man's like, oh, God. If we could go out to Dos Gringos tonight so I can get some chipolatas fajudas, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> chipolata fajudas. You hear two orders of chipolata fajudas. All right, there's some more guys coming out here. I don't see any soup. Nope. No soup. The soup must still be there. All right, so when you go up there to offer your second offering, that's that'll be the way that you handle it, is that you see if it's still there, then we know that we're cool. Okay. Do you want to take a bottle of hooch for him this time? Yeah, we could do the bottle of hooch. All right, do me a favor. Go over on the passenger side of my car, and there's three bottles. Just pick out whichever one you want. It should be unlocked. I went into the liquor store today. I got to the liquor store as they opened up. Yeah. That's a special feeling. Yeah. I think, no, Dick seems to be aware of that feeling. <laughs> I walked in, and they're like, oh, hello, sir. It's like, what's wrong? And I go, nothing. It's just, this is very early. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Ant-Man calls me, and he's like, do they got Jameson? Because they don't got Jameson. I'm going to start, so I'm yelling into the phone, no, 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 I think they have whiskey. Then I run to the back. I'm like, oh, thank God they have it. I'm like, what do they think is happening right now? In my world. Um, but I was able to procure three different types of... Uh, yeah, let's start with that. Yeah. All right, is, it, is it time? Yep. All right. Same car, same look, same build. <laughs> uh, I procured him a bottle of the Jameson orange-flavored Irish whiskey. So we're going to go put that up there. And classic listeners would know that um, Jameson is his... He's he's put down a lot of Jameson. That's Joe's favorite... Uh, liquor of choice is he loves irish whiskey and he loves jameson and that is the shot that you and i did tour when we went to the old shabin if you recall oh yeah you remember that i um i, I definitely remember the mictors um that was delicious well we just and were the- sipping on some mictors did we do was. a shot of jameson yeah Orange? absolutely maybe hmm. you weren't there <laughs> i drink a lot of the old shabin right um I t- i'll tell you what very fruity though not a lot of whiskey <laughs> taste if you're looking for that jameson orange very very good fruity shot but if you're looking for anything that tastes like whiskey that ain't the one for you you were saying I think that after the second drop-off here... Ant-Man's in the apartment. No, no, he just walked in. If I were to open the door and just see this, I, I'm, I'm pretty sold on the on the apology. I if mean, I see a big bottle of liquor and, and, and some soup... The, I'm the saying, soup that you like. like it's, it's the type of food that you would get for yourself. I'm saying, wow, this has turned my whole day around. I'm going to have a great, great day. What possibly could have happened with a... Let's just take this whole thing happened to you, Tor. Yeah. What type of... Um, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Not aggression, egress, egression. What is the word I'm looking for? Transgression. Okay. Transgression. What type of a transgression will cause you to continue to not speak to someone that's dropping liquor and soup off at your front door? Oh. You'd have to catch them balls deep in your mom and sister at the that, same time, right? That would be, that, that would end some things. <laughs> and your father. Like, you'd have to be having, like, a four-way with the entire Gigantor clan. That's the lie. Right? Dick didn't turn his phone off. It's the most shocking thing on the planet. All right, Ant-Man now has returned from Joe's apartment where he dropped off the Jameson orange, I assume. Hey, how did the uh, how did the offering go? Uh, it went well. I set it right next to the two cans of soup that are still there. Oh, so thank now God. He oh, has, you know what? Uh, Look at these scrupulous trash people. Fine working men. That's what this area is all about. This fine area that we're in right now. Um, so it, does it look like they've been disturbed at all? Nope, they were still sitting in the same spot. TV is still on. So he's in there watching TV. Yes. <laughs> okay. No. And his dad's not in there. No, his dad's not his in there. His brother's not in there. No, his brother just drove by. <laughs> yeah, that's so awkward. Yeah. You don't have his brother's number, do you? No, I don't. I have his Facebook. Hmm. Should we shoot him a Facebook message? We can. <laughs> yeah, you can call him on Facebook. Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. <laughs> it's very important to wave at the normies. Yeah. Okay. We have to make sure they know we're friendly. And the, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 
Hey, how you doing? Yeah, that guy's homeless, yeah. <laughs> He's going to page her for trees. Yes, we don't know why. <laughs> page her for trees. <laughs> trees page this man all the time. We are not really all that in the stop. <laughs> Dick's now flagging down people. Um, all right, well, so far I think it's been, it, we've accomplished the starting the process, but I, I was kind of hoping at this point there might have been a point of contact or at least a you know middle finger out the window or a wave off, get the hell out of here, any type of interaction. Yeah, so next time maybe I'll be a little louder going up and down the stairs instead of I, I doubt that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that's possible. But you've just been sneaking around? Yeah. He's like Sam Fisher. <laughs> then he's going to sound like a pachyderm going up the stairs <laughs> as soon as he gets there. <sighs> uh, oh, you think maybe oh, – we didn't think about that. We don't know how, how Joe spends his time – when we're not around him, like, what if he calls a hooker every Monday? That I, that would be the best thing I've ever heard if he got hookers every Monday. I would be so, I, I would have so much more respect for him. Not that I don't have an enormous amount of respect for him now, but if he was actually buying women when we thought he was just in there jerking off and playing Candy Crush, I, I mean, he'd go up 15 notches in my book. Now, now, here's the thing. It's lunchtime. I don't think Joe does a lot of cooking. It's hot dog time. He could be leaving to get food at any time now. <laughs> no, don't you think he, he's not. I mean, he's a DoorDash guy. He's, I mean, his laziness, I think, outweighs his thriftiness. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's, way this, true. that's the way this moron is. He's, like, he fucking, <laughs> he's the cheapest guy in the world unless it means he has to get his big ass up off the couch. And then he's going to have a mediocre Italian sandwich delivered to him for $42. Oh, my God. How's my aim? Uh, it's, it's pretty spot on. That's <laughs> terrible. You've actually, you've been seeping into my mind more and more lately. Oh, thank lately. you. Well, during your, when you're spanking? Whereas last night. When you're pumping off? Instead of, I don't know, ordering some general oh, stuff. I'm here pumping off. <laughs> oh, Duke's just seeping into my mind. Oh, I'm seeping onto my hands. Oh, not, God. Not turning. <laughs> Disgusting. Vile. Seeping onto my hand. Well, you said I was seeping into his subconscious. We, we had a rather gross week last week. Let's yeah. uh, I'm trying to... It was a disgusting week. So I didn't DoorDash last One night. One of us I... taped themselves shitting. I don't know who. I actually... Oh, God. I actually made, some, made myself some eggs last night. Gross. It's pretty good. I was just getting more disgusting. Yeah. By the way, when Tort taped himself shitting, he goes into his own mouth. Because that's 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 what I'm dealing with over here. I tell you, right? I don't understand. So you got up and you saw what the bottle of Listerine, and you just threw it out the window. I just sprinted. I don't know. I was I was was like, what the fuck? He just had a big bunch of Colgate, and he just went out into the street and just squirted it all into the street and ran it over with his car. Yeah, I'm I'm incredibly sorry. That's all right. Uh, We'll make it through. At least we're out of doors. Can you imagine? By the way, does everyone we know have COVID? I can't wait to talk about the Onhill thing. We probably shouldn't talk about that today. This is positive, right? Right. <sighs> I, so many stupid people in our lives. I, I don't know how you give everyone you know COVID. You tell no one. And then you put the most over-the-top, groveling Facebook message to your wife, who you've been married to. Oh, by the way, if you've been dating since you were 14... Oh my god! He had the most embarrassing 24 hours of any person that we've ever known in our lives. And then good, I'm so glad he's stuck in his house with 17 Ecuadorian women just screaming at him about how he's a fucking plague bearer. I'm glad that's what's going on for that guy right now. I don't know, dude. It's, I mean, he's caught COVID. I mean, they should fucking Fauci should drag him in chains and interrogate him. He's caught COVID 15 times. How do you get COVID 15 times? Every time he leaves the house, he has COVID. Dude, every time he fucking walks out of the house, he's giving people COVID. Is this like the fourth time it's happened? Yeah, at least. And he's the most hugging dude on the planet. Yeah. All over you. Nobody is all. He cannot not just be all over you the whole time. And I don't really care. It's like you know, we, we all have to live our lives. It's fine. 
but like, I don't get it. And then to be in the household he's in, I think what he does is he acts out with all of us because mm-hmm. he's so locked down whenever he's with the in-laws because that's where they are when they come back from uh, Puerto Rico. It's like when your buddy has a um, a girlfriend he just hangs out with all the time, and if you're going to a bar with him like once every two months, right. he's just the biggest problem in the world. Yeah, he's <laughs> taking swings at people. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we, we, what are we, you doing? We've got to be punished because you can't – because you got dressed by your girlfriend for two months, and then you won't talk to anybody, and then you don't show up for the beach, and then you sit down by the lake at the fucking fun beer event for four straight hours. You know anybody like that at all? <laughs> I might I'm, I'm know a couple people like that. <laughs> <laughs> Clown shoes. <laughs> So it, a guy like that, though, he says, hey, let's all go out for a nice Mexican dinner and then leaves and then doesn't come back. <laughs> it's almost like this just happened. Maybe like eight hours ago. Yeah. Hey, Brian, you guys have a place to be? Jesus Christ. God. So uh, it's it's time for the next <laughs> offering. Oh, it is? It's already offering time? Uh, yeah. So Well, John Page had some offerings, didn't he? Come on over here. What type of the, what type of offerings are those? He's got a mic right here. Turn yeah. this mic on. What did you bring for uh, for our friend, and the, the, the man of the hour? Yes. Smoky Mountain Joe. For, for a good friend, I wanted to bring it back to the classic uh, chicken noodle. Okay. It's nice and hearty, the Campbell's Chunky. And then... Uh, Talk to the mic. Yep. Just to throw it back to, you know, the uh, the event where he was uh, MVP, chugging nothing but tomato soup. Oh, uh, that, might, that might have been a questionable call. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, he, he, he might be do. over it. Hopefully he's over it by now. Yeah. <laughs> this is the harvest tomato with basil, not nearly as chunky as the last one with the Progresso, nor is it 22 ounces. It's the standard six. Okay. All right. Well, go. You, you know the way now. I do. Head on over there. Let us know how it goes. Bang around. In the, don't knock on the door, but, like, clomp around in the fucking foyer a little bit. <laughs> Take your time. This is, this is never, the greatest day ever. I've never seen a slower walk. <laughs> I, I have never... <laughs> Also, I love John Page, but what is it with people, instead of, they take the microphone and they jam it into their jawbone. <laughs> he, he was holding it against his cheek on the outside. He was down here <laughs> yeah. against the lower part of his jaw. <laughs> I mean, he's watched, he's been in the studio a thousand times. <laughs> he told me that his dad was like a musician, so he's always around the equipment also his entire life. Yeah, well, I've been around a lot of airplanes. It doesn't mean I can fly one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tor's been around women's genitals. He doesn't know what to do when he sees one. Let me get out my spackle bucket. <laughs> Why? I need a putty knife. Oh, Jesus. Why? That poor woman. Oh, take me to the emergency room. <laughs> oh, what are you coming? Well, isn't this supposed to be friendship day? <laughs> <laughs> you imagine Torsi's a fucking vagina and just fucking pulls you a fire alarm. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Please>. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it smells like he's got a vagina oh, in his mouth. Man. I'll tell you that much. Those All hot right. dogs are sizzling. I can't wait to have a hot dog. Also, maybe like if Tor's eating, then he won't be exhaling. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> Alright, looks like uh looks like John Page is walking back very slowly. How you doing? Hello. Oh boy. They were excited to see us. <laughs> a bit of a language barrier. I'm sure it'll be fine. How'd it go, John Page? Good? Take, good. All right, take your time. Now put it up your mouth, not your jaw. Right in the mouth. Okay. All right. Uh, went right good. in the mouth. <laughs> right in the back oh, of the mouth. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> now, everything was still set up nicely. Nothing looked moved. Okay. Right. Bottle, three cans of soup, made as much noise as I could, stomping up the stairs, clanged the bottles to the floor, slowly walked out, kind of okay. looked by me. All right. Nothing. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <sighs> I'm thinking right around the sixth or seventh tiding, maybe that's when you attempt the knock. Okay. What do you think? Or maybe we send, maybe it's like we got to do like a, a wild card because he's used to looking through that people, mm-hmm. seeing you there and being like, fuck the fuck off. <sighs> maybe we send Tor up there. 
Oh, that... that way, if the door doesn't open, he can breathe heavily on it, and then it'll just deteriorate right in front of him, and then walk right in. Hi, door just Joe. collapses in. How are you? Trying to run away from Tor. I've got spinach in between my incisors that's been there for three weeks. Oh, Jesus, three weeks. This is weeks. my biggest nightmare ever. I, I'm truly sorry. I, I, I try my best. I know that you've had producer after producer that, is that doesn't do it. It's 100% of producers that I've had. Of, well, Barty never had bad breath. Barty uh, was our producer for Lauren Dukes, never had bad breath. I've been I, Grab's a, breath was so bad. I think I, I think I don't think he would have been married if I didn't have the intervention with him. Um, <laughs> because I had to tell him, it's like, hey man, like whatever you're doing, he's like, well, I brush. I'm like, well, first of all, you don't, so like, let's not lie. <laughs> but I was like, you gotta get a water pick and you gotta get that stuff out of there because you get that old man breath. You gotta mm -hmm. get that out. Of there. I had, I've had the intervention with Ant Man. Worked for a little bit. He stopped doing it. Not a big deal though. Um, <laughs> Coach G had the worst breath. Had, he, Coach G might have had the worst breath out of all of you until today. Today's today's as bad as I can. Well, remember. I can. I'll guarantee you this. This will be my my Tebow moment. You'll never have to say anything about this again. I like for it. me. You right. will never once have to do that. But I, I think more for you, young, I, I, young man. I, I mean, I can sit here and smell your bad breath for an hour and a half, but it's, it's not that big a deal for me. <laughs> um, but like moving out throughout the day, like you want to talk to women. There's jobs. There's opportunity. You know. You just want to do it for yourself. Agreed. I did not put my best foot forward today. My best tooth forward. <laughs> he did not put his best brush into his mouth either. It's, it's probably the biggest problem I can think of. Now, now I'm guessing then showering was way out of the occasion. Uh, oh, my God. Out of the realm of possibility. Not even close. When's the last time the hair got washed? The hair got washed Sunday morning. So we're lying? Is that what we're doing? We're all going to lie? I'm what are you talking feet, about? I'm six feet tall. I got a giant It's dick. a Sunday morning no, wash. The lying bell is going off. I don't know if you heard it. You hear the lying bell? You're, you're a piece it only of goes shit. off when people lie. Oh boy! All right, well, all right. So the update so far: three offerings, beautiful day, but no progress. We have made contact with Joe's brother. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods, or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. They're playing basketball. Uh, all around the we world. Hell of a week of shows this week. Hopefully, if you guys enjoyed uh, this little sample of what we do every day, you consider heading on over to chatdukeshow.com and throwing that credit card up. You're not going to find a better premium subscription around. Cancel Hulu. Fuck it. Cancel Netflix, Disney Plus. You know that Obi Wan show is going to suck. All those Star Wars shows suck, except for the first season of The Mandalorian. Sign up for what we got going on over here. It's going to be more bang for your buck. Cancel something and sign up for us. That's what I say. Did you see that LaShawn McCoy came out tour, and um, he basically said that Eric Bieniemy would have a difficult time communicating with the players that he was coaching for the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I missed him saying that. Yeah. Um, now, I think LaShawn McCoy is a bit of a loose cannon, um, as we have seen at times. But, um, look, the Eric Bieniemy thing is very, very weird. Uh, clearly, we're looking at a league right now where I think a lot of teams are really in a mode where they'd like to hire um, a non-white head coach uh, because they're about giving more opportunities and – Look, not only are you giving people more opportunities, but it's let's not mince words. It's good press if you can do it. Uh, people see it makes it makes people happy. And Eric Bieniemy has been the offensive coordinator for one of the greatest offenses that we've seen in the history of mankind. Um, he ain't got no gigs yet. 
And um, one of the reasons I think, and I've always just speculated to this because he's gotten a lot of, um, you know, discussion over the past few years. Yeah. One is it's going to be a built-in, look, Andy Reid's calling the plays. Andy Reid's pulling all the strings, blah, 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 blah. But that's never stopped anybody from getting hired before. I always go back to Russ Grimm. Uh, Russ Grimm was a guy that was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, as I, he, he was the offensive line coach. Um, I don't think he was the offensive coordinator. But he would get interviews everywhere, um, all over the place, and they he would never get the job. I think um, – there, there's guys like this where I think they get into a room where you're in, and I think this works the other way too, where you got, what is it, um, movers and shakers, bilkers, you know, shysters. Yeah. They get into a fucking situation. They're, they're used car salesmen. They could talk their way into anything. They talk their way into coaching jobs they never should have. I think the antithesis of that is true as well, where you just have guys that aren't that good at that. They're just not very good at being in a room and kind of explaining what their point is. And maybe they come across in the wrong way. We, we've had that happen with this show a million times where there's a guy like, this fucking guy's an asshole. He's weird. Keep him away from me. And then, like, you know, you get to know him over several years. You're like, okay, he's all right. He's just a little rough around the edges. I, I think that it's – I don't know if what LaShawn McCoy is saying is true. Andy Reid came out and basically said that LaShawn McCoy was in a you know, declining stage of his career, I'm paraphrasing, and he didn't want to hear any of that shit from Eric Bieniemy. But what I do think is possible is that one of the reasons why that guy hasn't gotten a coaching opportunity yet is because of that. Um, he's got a couple of checkered things in his background as well that people are sensitive about. But um, I just don't think it's always as nefarious as what everybody wants to believe. I think it's just possible that sometimes he, these are football guys. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. necessarily know. There's a lot of athletes that aren't the best communicators, and the ones that are, that's why they get all these TV gigs. Where they have all, I mean, how many opportunities does Michael Strahan get? Right. You know, how many gigs can Michael Strahan have? Well, it's because he's a football player with a big personality that can fucking make a great point and he's funny. We talk about Shaq all the time. Why does Shaq have every job in the world? It's because a lot of these guys, what they're good at is playing whatever they're playing, and then that's the end of it. They don't know the rules of horse. So um, <laughs> it just it just made me think of that whole Russ Grimm thing. I think he was, he got interviewed I think at the same, same time um, was it Ken Wisenhunt got the fucking uh, the Cardinals job. And it was like the third time Russ Grimm had been fucking interviewed. I'm like, how do you not want his offensive line guys part of the hogs? I mean, everybody respects him. Um, and he just couldn't get a gig. And I just think some of these guys go into that fucking room and they just don't come across very well. Yeah, it's the NFL. It, the, tr the the trope went with uh, making it to the NFL. Sure. Is they're going to find you. If you're a D3 guy and you're in the NFL, like, oh, how, how, is, he, how is he doing so well? Well, they found him because they know everything – about every college football player. They know everything about every college coach. They know everything about every coach right. in the NFL. So if they, if it's been this long, you're pretty sure what you have. The, the, they know more about every coach and player than we'll ever know. And they're scouting reports on the coach and coaches and players. And everyone, everyone just wants Moneyball. They want to be the first to say, okay, we're revolutionizing it. We're the Rams. Yeah. Everyone is ripping off what we're doing. We're the Patriots. Like, no one's been able to rip off the Patriots, by the way. They've hired every fucking coordinator that's ever come out of there, and they've never been able to re reignite that. It is interesting to see uh, McDaniels down in Oakland where all this shit's going on, where like they had the Derek Carr problem, and then they cut every first-round pick that Mayock ever made, and now they're yeah. working out Colin Kaepernick. It's like that fucking team is going in a thousand different directions. Um, 
And I just wonder if that's what they were a playoff team last year. Right. Like, I wonder if he thought it was going to be as much of a project as at least it seems to be from the outside looking in. How could you not? But also bringing that guy in who was a little flaky. Then you're yeah. like, ah, all right. Is this, the, is this the cornerstone guy we want to be coaching this team for five to ten years? I think the obvious comparison is, you know, Bill Belichick had to flame out in Cleveland before he fucking became Bill Belichick, but he also drafted Tom Brady. And yeah. I, I like Derek Carr. I don't think he's Tom Brady. Um, I sent you a video yesterday of uh, your boy. And it's, look, everyone looks good in pads. Your boy Marcus Mariota dropping a dime on Kyle Pitts in fucking practice. Um, and I know it's practice, but here, here's what I would say. That play that they ran? Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to roll a safety over every single time Pitts is split out, I, who is going to stop that? If you haven't seen this video, I tweeted it out, I think, yesterday. They're they're just – I don't even think they're in pads. I think they're just running fucking – They're in shells. Are they in shells? Yeah. Mariota drops back, and he throws his ball, and it's up over the top of fucking Pitts' head, and he's, I don't know, six. 14 and 250 pounds of just fucking muscle and he goes up and gets the ball and I'm like well th- no one is going to be able to stop that if you're able to pull that off in a meaningful way I would start setting that play up my first 10 scripted plays would be like run the ball twice run that and then we're going to run that play they should operate exactly like New Orleans did with Jimmy Graham I think that's right. what they should do line him up with a wide receiver and then pay him like a wide receiver yeah and then but this throw that's Mariota's throw that's sure that's 25 to 30 out. He did it in Vegas, and everyone started, you know, creaming in their pants. Um, drop it in the bucket for 30 yards out. That's what you can do. If you need him, throw him deep. Ugh. And then the, some of the intermediates, okay. But this throw, if they if they ran it three straight times and they threw it to Kyle Pitts three straight times, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I I'm think not you, too dissatisfied. You're going to hit, I'd say, one out of every four you're going to hit. Or you'll get a pass interference. Yeah. Um, just, I hope they figure out a way, like if that that mid range route with that guy that's that fucking big and athletic and strong, and then some of the other you know mismatches they're going to create. Like I don't, I don't, I think they're a seven win team next year. Um, but I, I do. It will be fun to see if he continues to progress because remember, for whatever reason, he ended up having a really good season, over a thousand yards. It was very quiet. It was it was quiet because it wasn't the touchdowns because Matt Ryan yeah. can't throw touchdowns in the end zone and Arthur Smith's got a whole different. He is a diversified coach when it comes to the red zone. Throw to the open man. We don't care about who gets it. Throw to the open man. Frank Reich sucking off Matt Ryan, by the way. I mean, I know this is the time of year where you do it, but he's yeah. like, his accuracy is, oh, Jesus Christ, I've never seen anything like yeah, it. Yeah, he's so. accurate. All right. <laughs> See how accurate it is? 40 <laughs> yards down the field. Well, he's also 40 years old. Yeah. So there's that. That's well. awesome. But um, I don't know. Accurately planted into the ground. You never heard anybody say one bad word about either one of those two guys, though? Like Mariota or about fucking Matt Ryan, so right. it would be cool that they found that they both found success um, with those teams. I, I continue to be befuddled that Baker Mayfield. It just must be out that he is such a, a twat that people are like, "We're not giving up anything for him." If you cut him, maybe we'll work him out. I just don't think Cleveland. They've they've they're playing chicken with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Yeah. Even with drafting fucking Pickett, even with bringing in fucking Mitch Trubisky, there's no way he wouldn't be the first phone call. That they had, um, I wouldn't really be worried about him ending up in Seattle or wherever else you think that he could potentially go. But why isn't he in Carolina? I don't know. Why isn't he there? He must be such a dick that no one will give up anything take, for him. They'll take uh, Teddy Bridgewater or not Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they'll take Sam Darnold 
over over. I don't know. Pick. Sam Darnold has proven multiple times now he can't play in the league. Yeah. I, I mean, I I wouldn't mind Sam Darnold as a backup. I think he could come in and probably hold the fort down for you for two or three games. Sure. But yeah. He just he just must the the book must be out. It, it must not just be a Twitter narrative of Beckham was right that the people just know Baker's not a guy they went leading their team. All right, very good. Uh, we talk we talk about both kinds of sports here on this show, uh, NFL and NFL off season. Very good. I wish I could say I came up with that. I did not. I gave credit to the, but I got the guy sent in on the the mailbag yesterday. I forget his name. You remember his name? I mean, you don't have to. I guess you can give him credit. Maybe he'll cream in his pants here in the credits. Gigantor is about to give him. Yeah, that was uh, Sean in Fairfax came up with both kinds is of sports. Is it you? Did you send it in? You're Sean in Fairfax. <laughs> no, I said currently, yes, but uh, 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 You're Sean in Fairfax. Okay, that's two. Jesus Christ. Yo. That's three in the last two days. Give Sean Kelly some slob on his knob. Let me stick it into your tomahawk wound, baby girl. You going out baby girl in this weekend? Uh, no. I got the worst weekend planned. Why? What's going on? I work every single night. Oh, Jesus. No wonder you're so irritable about horse. Oh, my God. My God. I would be, too. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Leave us a five-star review at iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the program. And consider signing up for uh, ChadDukeShow.com. It's a shitload of fun. For the Great Falls Sasquatch, I am Big Shoot, if the good Lord is willing. And the creeks don't rise. We'll see you on Monday at 2 p.m. Or roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to die and fence a few. Ten out to fucking you. Pockets go jingle.